Attention, you're listening to the Todd Huff Radio Show, America's home for conservative, not bitter talk radio. Be advised that the content of this program has been documented to prevent and even cure liberalism, and listening may cause you to lean to the right. Here's your conservative, but not bitter host, Todd Huff. All right, my friends, you've tuned in to America's Home for Conservative Not Bitter Talk. And yes, I am your host, the beloved Todd Huff. It's a pleasure to be here. Thanks for joining us. You know, yesterday I concluded the program. I don't ever do. I don't ever do this. I just, I don't. I And I don't want to be misunderstood, especially, you know, the program's growing or reaching new people. I don't want to be misunderstood here. This is just all done. Uh, I find it ironic, and I find it interesting that we are able to predict the left as well as we do. Um, But then again, we we know who they are. And so this is not... Some people like to really say these things to pump up their ego. I don't mean it like that. I just find it funny, and we're going to have a little fun of this. But, folks, just as I said yesterday, at the very end of yesterday's show, at the very end of yesterday's show, in fact, I am going to play you what I said at the end of yesterday's show. Get it queued up here. What I predicted at the very end of yesterday's show literally happened. Now, it happened yesterday. Day, but I hadn't seen this yet. I didn't. I didn't know this. And now, um, after the show, this people were responding. I, I, I saw some some people mocking this this article by CBS. But I want to play for you. Actually, I guess I'll start by telling you what it is instead of playing the soundbite. But yesterday, I said that I would not be surprised. And I really would not be surprised and am not surprised that the media, the radical left, the narrative of the Democrats and their PR firm in the media, it would not surprise me, it does not surprise me, that they are now quite literally, quite literally blaming Ukraine, the situation in Ukraine, which is, which is dire. I'm not minimizing what's happening in Ukraine. But they're literally blaming, they are literally blaming Ukraine for the problems that we're having here in this country. In fact, I retweeted the original tweet or the original article, and I'm going to pull up the, the tweet because this is what the tweet said. Let me find this bad boy here. I thought the article headline said this, but it is the tweet. So here's the tweet. CBS News, this was... Actually, late Monday night, I did not see this until, or I'm sorry, late Tuesday night. I did not see this until yesterday, so I didn't see this. The copy, or the, I guess the text on the post, this is a tweet, cbsnews.com. The U.S. economy has been hit with increased gas prices, inflation, and supply chain issues Due to the Ukraine crisis. Are you stinking kidding me? This, folks, we have, when I say professional deceivers in the media, I do that 
to illustrate a point, I, I say that because I do think that that is what they are in many, many instances. I think that true journalism, I don't want to say it's dead because I think there are some journalists. I think there are some citizen journalists out there that are trying to get the truth out. But as far as major media outlets go, yes, I would concur that it is on what, – what's the, the – there's different criteria for species when they're nearing extinction. And I don't know all the terminology, but whatever the last one is before complete extinction from planet Earth, that's where we are with real journalists, at least as they um, abide within the field of journalism at the major news outlets. So let's go back yesterday to listen to what I had to say about this. This is the very fact you're going to hear the outro music. Don't be confused. We're not taking a, we're not cutting you off here, cutting this program short by quite a bit. It's just, this is the soundbite. I said at the very end of the show, and I want you to listen to this because it's precisely what so happened. They're looking for an opportunity um, to, to change the narrative. So, case in point here. Republicans are up nine points, nine points in a generic ballot. That's, uh, I read that at hotair.com. It's an Emerson poll, I think. But it's important to also remember elections are not generic. You know, candidates have to go out there and win. Candidates have to make the case, communicate. And just because everything is in favor of Republicans winning or virtually everything, it's by, by no means is that a guarantee Democrats are going to try to convince voters that, heck, I wouldn't be surprised if they tried to convince voters that Republicans were the ones that were demanding that we stay in face masks. Get ready for that, by I the way. I wouldn't be surprised if Democrats, well, we've already seen that Democrats have said that Republicans were the ones that were pushing um, defund the police. Also true. And now we may see this situation with the sanctions against Russia. Don't be surprised if they try to blame the economic malaise on that. And there's a certain amount of people out there that are going to buy this stuff just because they're misinformed, low-information voters. There you go. So that's what I said yesterday at the conclusion of the program. Turns out, again, it is exactly, it's exactly who we're dealing with here. Right again, the tweet reads as follows. The U.S. economy has been hit by, excuse me, with... Increased gas prices, inflation, and supply chain issues due to the Ukraine crisis. How? How in the world is that even possible? Because right now, I mean, Biden literally just just announced the sanctions, um, what, two days ago, right? We talked about this yesterday. So Biden just announced it. But now we're already supposed – we're supposed to believe, CBS News says, that the economy – actually has been hit because of what's happening in Ukraine, because of these sanctions and everything else, not because of the complete failure, mismanagement, dumpster fire that exists in today's, well, in in our nation's capital, professional politicians in particular, the radical left who is at the helm responsible for every bit of this, 100% of this. They want to blame Trump. I mean, it, it is remarkable to think about it is remarkable to think about. They want to blame. They want to blame the inflationary, you know, problem, the problem with inflation. They want to blame gas prices on something that literally is still a developing story. 
but yet they want to blame everything happening in Ukraine also on Trump, which Trump hasn't been in office. Newsflash to the radical left in the media. Trump hasn't been in office for, what is it, uh, 13, 13 months now? But it's Trump's fault. Now, this reminds me of so many things, being one who studied and followed politics for a long time. It reminds me so much of 2009 when President Barack Obama uh, won, uh, you know, be- became president of the United States, won that election in 2008, was inaugurated in 2009. Everything was Bush's fault. If you remember, and some of you may be way too young to have even followed politics or know that much about what happened, maybe you don't even know for sure if there was a 2008. Maybe you are not convinced that there was such a thing, but nonetheless, it existed, and we had a president that was, oh, gee, I wasn't planning on, but we had a president that was largely elected for superficial reasons. He spoke well. He you know, could get crowds at rallies, and people would faint. People would ask him, are they going to get a new kitchen? This stuff literally really happened. I know it sounds crazy to say today, and and there was a tremendous amount of pressure put on a lot of a lot of discussion back then about the race of candidates, as there has been for a long time. In fact, I remember having a conversation with someone who told me they were thinking about voting for Obama in 2008 because they didn't want to not vote for him because he was black and. I said, well, then don't, don't make that the reason. But don't, don't make it the reason you vote for him or against him. How about you just listen to what he's saying and decide if that's what you believe this nation should do, the direction we should, the direction we should go. I, don't think that, I think this person ended up voting for, was it McCain back then? Um, probably begrudgingly like I did as well. But the point is, the point is it was a great thing that America came to the point where we were willing to elect a black president. That is a good thing to get to the point where that, where where people would, you know, with our America's history and and issues that have happened from slavery and uh, discrimination and everything else, throughout our history, it was good to see the evolution become complete in people getting to the point where they would be willing to vote for a black person to be the president. Fantastic thing to get there. Now, it's a totally different thing to say, is this candidate willing or worthy or uh, have they earned my vote? Is this the direction of America? And we had so much caught up in that sort of discussion. Um, in a lot of ways, Obama was was bulletproof in the sense he, you couldn't criticize him. In fact, I remember Rush used to have Bo Snurdly, <laughs> Bo Snurdly, uh, who was uh, the program observer, as Rush would say. Bo is um, is a black man, and Bo would comment on the program. He would say, "I'm the official." Obama criticizer because he the point was he could because race wasn't the issue there it was another black american criticizing obama not someone who who was white and this of course has gone on for for a long time um 
I've jokingly said anytime I've had a problem with something Obama stood for it, um, it was from the side of his family that wasn't black because he had a white parent and, and a black parent. And just to make the point that it's not about any of that, folks, it just isn't about that. But yet these things, these things become so such it's so emotional and it's understandable that it is emotional. But I long for a nation that says, let's not focus on any of that. Let's focus on ideas and worldview because folks, what we're witnessing and experiencing right now is the direct result of worldview and incompetence and weakness and a whole lot of other things. But what's driven this country into financial turmoil is not, is absolutely not Ukraine. But yet, folks, people buy into this. People, there will be people who can be persuaded. I, I remember in college the first time, and I was looking at this before I came onto the program today, I was trying to figure out what exactly the issue was that I was researching. This was in, at Butler University uh, 1999 or maybe maybe 2000. I was researching something. I believe it was the Virginia Declaration of Rights. And I literally came upon a source that changed what those were. And I could be, I could be wrong if it was the Virginia Declaration of Rights or what it was. All I know is whatever this historical document that I was researching was, when it was written, it referenced something, it referenced God. It may have even referenced something biblical. The folks who produced the textbook erased it. And I remember the first time I saw with my own two eyes, I, this wasn't surprising to me, but it felt, I felt betrayed. I felt, I felt the emotion of it is what I'm saying. I, I had the textbook that literally changed what the whatever this thing I was looking up historically, it changed the words. It changed the reference, the biblical reference, the reference to God, whatever it was. It changed it. And I looked at the original document or to another place that was citing the original document, and it was right there. It was right there to see. But see, the problem is, the problem is that's... See, back then you had books, and I know you had to go to the library and research and everything else. That, you know, I'm not trying to sound like an old man here. Back in the days before the internet sort of thing. I don't mean it like that. I just mean there, there was a paper trail, right? You, you could find these things. But there are historical revisionists, and the internet with the, <laughs> with the folks that say Facebook and Twitter and Google – there are folks literally that can make stories vanish, virtually vanish. Google can make something vanish from existence. I can't tell you the number of times that I am remembering a, a story that maybe you know I'm preparing for the show and I'm, I'm reminded of something that happened in the past and I go to find it and it's gone. It might be, it might be from a couple years ago. It might be from a couple months ago. And sometimes that's just because things get, you know, harder to get searched and all that if they're not getting recent search queries that are pulling it to the top and all that stuff with SEO. I don't want to go into that. That's not my field of expertise. But the point is, 
There's also the capability, and Google knows this, where they can literally scrub some of this stuff from existence. And it's digital. That's the other thing. How many times have uh, dictionary, online dictionaries literally changed definitions of words? We've seen this with the CDC, changing definitions of vaccines and so forth. Again, I'm not knocking technology. Technology is a wonderful thing, but it presents a new series of ways that people who are not interested in the truth, who are not interested in telling you correct information, telling me correct information, it gives them an easier route to to whitewash it. Historical revisionists and the folks at CBS should be ashamed of themselves for tweeting out that the inflation and high gas prices and whatever else they cited here in this stupid tweet had anything to do whatsoever with Ukraine and the Russian situation today. That is absurd. That is not how that, that, that is just not how that works. These things have been happening. We've, we've talked about it. It's been documented on this program, right? Documented to see, we just went over earlier this week or maybe late last week, rents have increased in America's 50 largest cities by 20% over the past year. Has Russia, have we had Russian sanctions for the past year? Gas prices have gone up dramatically over the past year. They, they're, I should say they're dramatically higher than they were a year ago. Is that because of Russian sanctions? Did we have those back when Trump was in office? I mean, this is complete folly. But folks, when elections are, when a country is divided and you're, you're often just trying to persuade a smaller percentage of people who are undecided, right? You have 40% who are going to be on this side no matter what, 40% on this side, and you're talking the final 20% of Americans. If you can deceive half of those people or a quarter of those people or 5% of those people, you think about what that really means, what that really means for moving the needle, and it absolutely makes a difference. There's a lot of problems in America today, and I have to say that at at the top, near the top of that list, is a complicit, dishonest, fake news media. I, I just, I'm telling you, I'm not calling every journalist a liar, but folks, if the shoe fits. If the shoe fits, my friends, we, on the other hand, are interested in truth, and the truth is here, I've got to take a break. So sit tight, my friends, back here in just a minute. Welcome back, my friends. By the way, program brought to you in part by Greg Hubler Chevy. Greg is, as I've shared on here before, took good care of us. His team up actually at the Ford dealership. He's got Ford dealer. He's got several dealerships around central Indiana. His Chevy dealership is the one closest to Indy, just a tad bit south, just outside of Indianapolis, State Road 67, really close to the Indianapolis area. GregHublerChevy.com. They'll take good care of you. They'll review, you know, maybe you want to look at new cars, used cars, what have you. The team is... um, they're trained right. They handle the customers the right way. It all starts at the top, my friends, and Greg's a great guy. Greg Hubler, Chevy, 
Greg Hubler Chevy in Canby. Be sure you tell them you heard about him here on the Todd Huff Show. So I want to just revisit for a moment here, and then we'll get to other things in the news as well. But this this story of the of CBS basically blaming our economic problems on Russian sanctions on what's happening in Ukraine. I, to me, this this is a moment that should get the attention of anyone who has any, what I want to say, free thinking capabilities, critical thinking capabilities, just someone who listens to information and makes a thoughtful decision. This, this should alarm everybody that this is what the media tries to get away with. This is so blatant. This is so deceiving. This is so misleading. This is so I don't even know what else what else to call this. It, it is a blatant misrepresentation of reality. Hours. Hours after Biden announced sanctions, CBS is saying that we've already felt the impact of those sanctions. It's just absurd. But it is who these folks are. I, the sooner more people come to that realization, the better off we are going to be as, as a community, as a nation, as states, what have you. I'm not saying that there's – look, there, is, there, there are problems that transcend political parties. And Republicans – I think have a lot of answering to do for the way that, that they've grown government. It's not anywhere close to the magnitude the left has. It's not anywhere close to the price tag that the left has taken us down. They're not anywhere near, you know, and I'm talking general here. There's There are some tried and true conservatives and libertarians who oppose this stuff. But the Republican Party folks presided over a growing and bloated government as well. It's not good when government is large, no matter who's in charge. Republicans are in charge. Democrats are in charge. It makes no difference. It makes no difference if we are not following the Constitution, if we are not doing the things that we should be doing as a nation, if we're allowing one president to get away with something because he is quote-unquote our guy and someone else not to get away with it because he isn't. Totally and utterly irrelevant. What is relevant is that we consistently demand of our leaders, well, politicians. I don't like to say... There are, there are nations governing authorities, right? And we need to demand that they stay within their lane. That is a critical component of our system of government. But this this problem, the media representing misrepresenting reality and truth is part it's just who they are. It it is it is who they are and it happens a lot. And they are getting bolder and brasher and I'm telling you I believe that part of the reason for this, I, I kind of think that they are 
surprise at themselves for how long they can make certain stories either go away or how long they can keep certain stories in the narrative. And I, I really think that when the doors closed and they had their, you know, their little banquets and bashes and cocktail parties and everything else in the nation's capital and all these Jeff Zucker types got together and patting each other on the back and so forth, talking about how they're furthering a narrative and so forth, which they all know that they are. They all know that they are. They all, I mean, it's, <laughs> it is sometimes beyond obvious when they use the same language and the, the same, uh, the same news stories at different networks, at different news outlets consistently, the same three stories every day, all the time are the same three stories, top three stories everywhere. That's just statistically impossible. There's no way, especially when they start using the same the same phrases and things like gravitas back in 2000 when uh, then-candidate George W. Bush was looking for a vice presidential candidate and Dick Cheney, his name, you know, popped up to the, the top as the choice for, for vice president. Um, and every media outlet used the term gravitas to describe what would be lacking on that ticket, a Bush-Cheney ticket, everyone. And if you go back and look, do a Google search on the use of the word gravitas, if it was accurate as far as the usage in popular media, there would be a, a three-week window or something in, in 2000 or whenever that was when they were talking about Cheney that would go you know from a very low number to off the charts and then it would drop back down and this this is this is just who they are but i really think when they got together behind closed doors over the past few years i think that they were surprised at themselves i think they thought how in the world you know we've got to really give it to ourselves we kept this trump russian collusion narrative going for virtually his entire presidency got him impeached impeached twice in part it all it all goes back to russian collusion the whole thing goes back to russia both impeachments narrative for four years absolutely nothing there meanwhile you've got a person that was actually doing things nefariously outside the law so evidence seems to suggest at this point named hillary rodham clinton right she was avoiding using her public email address because she wanted to email certain things uh, and not have a public, have them be public record. She put them on her server that she kept in her bathroom closet. She thought that four walls and a door with a key would keep that server secure. That's her level of IT uh, knowledge, the knowledge that she was working with. She tried to get away with the joke and asked the press when they asked her, or she responded to the press when they said, did you wipe the server? And she said, what do you mean, with a cloth? <laughs> so funny, right? Anyway, that whole, the, the way that they flipped that, the way that they flipped it from Hillary being the culprit to Trump, and the way that they rode that story and that narrative for four years, I think even surprised them. Because it is quite possibly the stupidest story, and I've been through this repeatedly, I'm not going to go through it again, although it still makes me chuckle when I think about the stupidity that Americans have to believe this stuff. But they wanted us to believe that the last part, the last part of some grand conspiracy 
was that we were going to rely upon an ad campaign. As someone who's worked in advertising, that is, folks, bat crap crazy. That is not what a that is not what a conspiracy looks like. That is not a masterful plan. That is an ad campaign and crossing one's fingers. That's absurd. That's stupid. That's not how these things are done. Ironically, if you look how things are done in a real conspiracy or a real attempt to steal an election, it would look much more a lot closer to the allegations that were made during the 2020 election, which we're not allowed to talk about, which is another factor I find quite interesting and, and worthy of a little bit of consideration as to why that is the case. Anyway, deceptive media near the top of the list on the problems we face today. And it's a big one. It really is. So lots more to get to. Going to take a time out, my friends. Listening to When we get back, we'll talk about uh, Justin Trudeau suddenly ending the world's quickest emergency. So that's that's over now, apparently. We'll see what happens, but we'll talk about it after the break. Sit tight back here in just a minute. Welcome back, my friends. So let's look here. Justin Trudeau has miraculously ended. This has to be the quickest emergency in the history of the world. It's now been ended. His emergency powers um, have been lifted until until he decides he need <laughs> until he decides he needs them again. Right? That's the way that this works. I'm gonna play. I'm gonna play. I think I've got. It's a couple minutes, so I'm, I'm hesitating as to whether or not I want to play it. But I might play part of his um, announcement as to why and just how wonderful the government did exactly to a T, perfectly, in the totalitarian authoritarian's mind here, just how perfectly they handled the situation. So just to quickly summarize, he declares an emergency in Ottawa, needs emergency powers, never been used before in Canada's history, Honking is so bad. Bouncy houses are bouncy castles and bounce houses all over the city. It's just really getting crazy out there. There were people that had coffee shops that were serving truckers. I mean, can you imagine the craziness, the turmoil? People were singing the Canadian national anthem. I saw people kneeling and praying. Whoa, that stuff needs to be stopped. Sight on, uh, you know, just right on as soon as someone sees it. So he declares an emergency, sends folks in to act like the uh, the Gestapo, freezing, seizing bank accounts and all that stuff. We see videos of police arresting peaceful protesters. We see videos of police harassing local business owners who served protesters, threatening to arrest anyone who's in the red zone or whatever else. We hear next to nothing else about this. Then the emergency declaration just suddenly ends. Now, just based on that, just based, forget about particulars, everything else that you may know about this, things we've talked about, what have you. Doesn't that just seem a little fishy? (laughs) I mean, you didn't have to. When Kenosha, Wisconsin was on fire, right? When it was under siege, since we're using those terms, um, just to loosely mean a group of people 
um, protesting today. That means the city's under siege apparently now. There have been occupiers. I mean, no one needed to explain to you when you saw pictures of looters and buildings burning in places like Kenosha. You didn't need anyone to explain to you, convince you that it was violent. You didn't need that. You didn't need to be convinced of that. We had people that refused, mayors and governors who refused to send in support. Now, I know Canada's Canada. I don't want to conflate these things. I'm just saying it's a different, different scenario when the... When the left does it, it's peaceful protesting. When the right does it, and or when people don't who, who just oppose government decides to do it, and it's literally thousands of times more peaceful, they're painted as the villain. And you know, I, I just I find myself wondering who out there listening to my voice, or who do you even know in their heart of hearts that truly believes what happened in Ottawa was, Ottawa was anything remotely close to an emergency. I, I mean that. Who really and truthfully believes that? And I know that there are some who say, look, I, it may not have been as bad as buildings burning, but we cannot al- allow this to happen. And I say, okay, that's interesting, an interesting thing for you to say, um, because I find myself wondering for those who are in favor of the protesters just being shut down, Does it bother you that you only want that to stop? Does it bother them that they only want it to stop because they don't like it? They don't like what people are protesting. I never once remotely considered telling someone that they shouldn't protest. I did say that the rioting and the looting and the violence should stop. That's, That's a universal truth no matter who's out there doing the protesting. And yes, it's true you can't just you know, cause people not to be able to work. I'm not saying that that's the case either, but if if something's just busy because there's a lot of people protesting it, are we really prepared to make the claim that, you know, there's just too many people protesting? This is too big of an inconvenience for someone else. Or is this really admitting that that's what we can do, at least in Canada? Now, I'm not trying to say that there weren't any instances of anything. That would be a bold a bold statement but at the same time anything that happened was clearly an exception to the rule right the 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 message of the protesters remained peaceful the message of the protesters were that they simply want to have their liberty what what on earth is so scary about this to where this is an emergency and now it's over just like that, poof, it's over. But he's got the ability, you know, if, if he needs to call it to 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 re, you know, get a stranglehold on that city again. Too many bounce houses out there, what have you. He's got the powers to do this. Anyway, I'm not gonna have time to play the clip. Maybe I'll I'll, I'll tell you what I will do. I will tweet it out. Um, I'll tweet it out. So, that being said, my friends, quick timeout is in order. Be back here in. Mirror, mere moments. Welcome back, my friends. <clears throat> Excuse me. Um, I want to say that since the conflict between Russia and Ukraine seems to be very imminent, I just want to say that at the time... As of right now, when I'm speaking these words, Russia has not yet 
um, made an actual offensive uh, military action. I mean, they've done, you know, they, they've taken the steps to, you know, recognize uh, certain parts of Ukraine as independent countries and so whatever, all that stuff. But they've not crossed in and started an actual war. But that, folks are saying, looks looks imminent. I just feel like I should should say that, um, depending upon when, you know, we have people podcasting. I just want to make sure that, that that's... Uh, clear because it's it's a big it's obviously a a big a big uh, big deal and and the things that we discuss would will be different when that should that become the case as it certainly appears it soon uh, will be. I want to say something else going back to this issue in in Canada. Um, I even hear Trudeau, and by the way. I can barely stand listen to the guy even talk. I was just playing a clip for Oz during the break. Between, well, I don't want to get into that. He, it's, it's just not it, the condescension just reeks from this guy. Anyhow, uh, as it does with all authoritarians and totalitarians, but he, the left often references democracy, and and democracy, folks, is I'm not saying democracy is. Do not misunderstand me. Um, democracy is a good thing, but democracy has to exist with something else to protect those who are in the minority. Because do people like Trudeau, of course he does. He's trying to manipulate the thinking. But do people that rally behind folks like Trudeau really understand that democracy allows the majority to tell the minority that they say can't protest something? Something else is needed Something else is needed to protect the rights of minorities in a democracy, in a simple democracy, in a pure democracy. Self-governance is a good thing. The majority should certainly be allowed to shape the direction the nation takes, but it should never – the majority should never be allowed to take away the rights, which are given by God, to the rights of the minority. They shouldn't be able to do that. There's a proper balance – it is not what Trudeau did, and it's simply not the case. That's why we have the Constitution. That's why we have a constitutional republic. Yes, we have the self-governance. We have democratic aspects, but we also take time to understand the rights of the minority can be totally destroyed by the majority if there's not safeguards in place. And that, my friends, I think is what we've watched unfold um well depends on what you think the polling actually says in canada anyway i think that's an important thing to understand they talk about democracy what they want to do is convince the majority those globalist types those authoritarian types they want to convince the majority to shut up the minority of voices of people who aren't going to go along with these Radical, insane, well, totalitarian policies and dictates. Quick time out, my friends. Back in just a minute. All right, my friends. Unfortunately, all of the time that we have today. But I think, look, 
our founders were were brilliant, right? I mean, our founders were brilliant. They understood what it was that important principle of self-governance, but also not a system. They didn't want to put a system in place that allowed the minority to not have rights. That's why they took the time to write the Bill of Rights into the, well, into our Constitution. They wanted us to have a country that could be led by you know, the majority of Americans without having people lose their own life, liberty, property, other rights to someone just because the other group was in the majority and they and they were not. And that seems to be what Trudeau did to the truckers. We have the power you don't, so get lost. Folks, I got to go. Have a great day. SDGC tomorrow. Take care.